This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, November 19th, 2007. I'm Caleb Brown. Where in the world is it easiest to start, operate, profit from, and even close a business? And which nations are working to improve their business climates? The World Bank tracks such data. Simeon Jenkoff is lead author of the World Bank's Doing Business 2008. The purpose of doing business is to uh, inform and inspire reforms in improving the ease of doing business around the world. So it's uh, focused on uh, reformers, not so much on researchers. There have been some rapid movements in both directions among nations who are really striving to uh, liberalize their economies for the sake of especially the poor. There have also been some backwards-moving economies, especially for the sake of the poor. Can you describe some of the nations that have moved rapidly one direction or another? On the positive side, many of the uh, uh, reformers, the biggest reformers, have been from um, transition economies, Central and Eastern Europe, former Soviet uh, Union. Georgia, over the last three years, has been the fastest reformer, jumping about 130 places between uh, 2003 and uh, 2007. Uh, uh, Some other countries like Slovakia in Central and Eastern Europe have uh, been very uh, positive. Uh, but there are other countries uh, in uh, Latin America. This has been actually some of the small Central American uh, countries like Guatemala, El Salvador have been very positive. In the Middle East, it's, uh, it's uh, Egypt. On the other side, on the negative uh, uh, reform, so to speak, or making it more difficult for businesses, Venezuela probably is the world's uh, champion in um, every year dropping by about 20, 25 places in the last three years. So it started at about 100 or so, 100th place, and now it's 173rd out of 178 countries. So the way that they're going next year, they will beat the Democratic Republic of Congo for the bottom place. And... uh, To some extent, uh, Zimbabwe, of course, although this has been a bit longer trend, uh, has deteriorated significantly, even though some of the neighbors of uh, Zimbabwe are actually doing quite well. So as a whole, Southern Africa is uh, improving um, quite significantly. Countries like uh, Mauritius doing very well. It's kind of the star of Africa now in ease of doing business. Uh, Mozambique is doing a number of reforms. Rwanda is actually one of the biggest reformers in Africa and worldwide. So it's not, it's not in other words, that Zimbabwe is in a region that things are deteriorating. It's, in fact, the exception in that region. Many of the nations there seem to have seen not just what their neighbors are doing, but have seen this economy globalizing largely without them. What impact does that have? I think the biggest driver of uh, reform in uh, in uh, Africa is the realization that what, um, in some sense, people have been uh, telling them over the last 10, 15 years of their comparative advantage being in low-wage products is not is really not there. Why? Because of China. So in some sense, the biggest competitor of, uh, of Africa is not their African neighbors, but it's China that's basically competing for all of the, of the uh, low-wage uh, products globally. And once you have this realization, suddenly for uh, African governments, you cannot just say, well, as everybody else is becoming richer, some industries would naturally come to us, let's say textiles and so on. It's not going to happen, at least not anytime uh, soon, unless you uh, unless you reform a lot. So China has been a very curious impetus, if you like, for reform 
uh, in uh, in Africa. That combined with the fact that um, that basically world trade uh, is expanding, you know, twice as fast as uh, world income every year, basically, and this is a, a big phenomenon. So it's very difficult to come up with a country, a good growth story. If you think not only over the last decade but over the last 50 years, you can't really come up with a successful growth story that wasn't based on exports. So essentially, any country in Africa, but any, any anywhere else in the world to succeed, they need to export. And then you get to this thing. You cannot just wait for us to become the low the low wage producers. We need to do something else. Among OECD nations, has there been any precipitous movement one way or another? These are the wealthiest countries uh, on earth, and you might expect that there might be some sort of backlash against globalization. Has there have there been movements in the ease of doing business in those countries? To the extent that there is a movement, actually, the OECD, especially the West European countries, are getting much more serious about ease of doing business than uh, than they talk, because you hear a lot of uh, a lot of uh, talk about how Europe is different than the US. So it's not just about business; it's about uh, leisure and uh, and uh, so on. But some of the fastest improvers on the ease of doing business are actually countries like the Netherlands, where uh, it's it's basically quite expensive to live. Businesses are starting to be outcompeted by East European countries, China, uh, and so on. And a number of very positive reforms have happened in. Uh, in uh, in the Netherlands, in Sweden, over the last uh, two three years, so there seems to be some disconnect between what countries are talking about um, uh, and what they're actually doing. There is a lot of reform, especially in Western Europe, dictated, I believe, to a large extent by the threat from East Europeans. Saying, okay, now you know Bulgaria, Romania, Hungary, the Czech Republic, are all part of the same uh, you know block, uh, and unless we are as competitive as they are, uh, we are soon going to lose a lot of our industries and uh, the. EU integration has been very positive both for the East but also for the West, interestingly, and I don't think anybody expected that. Talk about the emergence of, of the Middle East. Um, it, uh, the Middle East has been a, a region where uh, historically, let's say over the last 30 years, uh, probably was the slowest reform region of any, including actually Africa. Africa always had a few countries like Mauritius, like Rwanda, that were trying to reform. Um, so it's particularly interesting in the last, I would say, two to three years to see the emergence of some true significant uh, reformers in the Middle East. Uh, Egypt is the most notable um, uh, one, but you also see some of the rich countries like uh, Saudi Arabia being a top 10 reformer in the ease of doing business this uh, year. And you then see some of the smaller countries like uh, like uh, Jordan, for example, like Morocco, also doing some significant uh, uh, reforms. Certainly nothing like uh, this was happening five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And the question is why now, especially in that region, it's curious because the region also has kind of unparalleled uh, petrodollars. So there's a lot of wealth in the region itself. Uh, One reason, of course, is that these petrodollars need to go somewhere in investment, and they're going to some of the economies that are larger and have more possibility, like Egypt, I think, benefits a lot um, from that. But also now you compete on how easy it is to do business. So I think countries like Egypt, like Jordan, are figuring it out that even though they don't have themselves much uh, money from oil, they can actually bring a lot of investment from the other countries in the region if they were reforming. So I think this is a large part of the explanation of why you see Egypt, Jordan, Morocco now doing very significant reforms and certainly not something that anyone expected uh, in the last uh, few years. 
Simeon Jankoff is lead author of the World Bank's Doing Business 2008. This is the Cato Daily Podcast. You can read more on growth and development at our website, cato.org.